I'm tired of dealing with inconsequential things. Um, so automate what's necessary and terminate with extreme prejudice, whatever isn't, you know. Before Break, a podcast about doing meaningful work. My name is Frank, and I'm an iOS developer and productivity super fan. And I'm Angelo. I am a... What What do I do, Frank? I don't even know. I drink coffee and complain. That's what I do. Uh, today, we're, uh, we're, we're back. We took a short hiatus um, from the podcast for a little while. We wanted to kind of reboot things a little bit. Um, and, uh, so yeah, we're going to talk about what we've been up to since we wrapped season one of the podcast. Um, Frank, you were working on setting up a little bit of a hybrid productivity setup for yourself. How's that been going? I've talked to, you know, that particular methodology. So I'm really curious to see how it worked for you. Yeah, that's a good question. I have a lot, I have a lot to talk about this. So for those of you who don't remember, so the hybrid productivity system is essentially a mix between using something like a GTD application like Things or OmniFocus alongside a physical notebook. So the idea is that every so often you pull stuff out of the digital system and you put it inside of the I guess the physical system, it helps you be more intentional about about what you're doing and it kind of reduces the load of having a digital system with like hundreds of to-dos in it, like mine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so how that been uh how did you implement? Yeah, so in the beginning, I stuck to it for, you know, I really worked at it for a good few weeks. Um so I use OmniFocus as my as my GTD to do manager, uh, and I had a notebook in which I would write I would write out tasks usually the night before, and sometimes I would write a little something in the morning um, just to get my head in the right space. But I didn't. Uh, yeah. It really, it really didn't work out for me. I'm sorry to hear that. Like, what what did you find to be the problem or you know writing the friction <laughs> <laughs> yeah writing with a pen no it's it was really i don't know it was really weird um sometimes i would sit down and i would be like full of ideas and perhaps this is a problem with me but the whole idea of having to like slow down and write carefully um i feel like it really hurt my creativity i feel like me, when sure. I sit down to write, I just, it's like I throw up onto the page. Like, everything just goes on there, right? Yep. And then I go through afterwards and see what stays and mm -hmm. what doesn't. And the hybrid productivity system, for me, kind of felt like I wanted to do that, but I was, like, walking through molasses or something. You know, like, it was, uh, it, I kind of felt like it, it slowed me down. So could be, you were kind of editing as you were trying to also yeah, uh, ideate. I guess so. And however, 
this did kind of unlock something for me that I am using now and that I find really, really useful. So now, instead of using a physical notebook, I use a command line tool called Journal. Okay. And essentially, it's it's a uh, it's it's so nice. <laughs> you just type J R N L into your command line, and then um, and then it opens like, and then you can just type stuff into. Uh, I have it set up with Vim, so I type stuff into like the text editor, and then it saves it in uh, in like you know in a journal that's saved on your desktop. And I've been using that a lot actually. Uh, I do it like either in the evenings or in the morning to plan out my day. I use it like throughout the day to keep track of my work. Like it's really it's been really really nice, and it's kind of unlocked a lot of. Uh, it's a way for me to just get things out of my head, like in between tasks and stuff. It's been really, really nice. I highly recommend it. That's interesting. Um, so when you say it helps you get things out of your head, uh, does that replace kind of like the capture phase of a GTD workflow where, you know, the idea is like just get stuff out of your head and into some kind of inbox that you process periodically or... Has it been for for a certain type of idea or thing? Yeah, I should probably clarify. That's um, for me. The things that the things that kind of slow me down, like I guess in between tasks or in between things, is it's it's weird, right? It's like when you switch from one task to another, part of your brain is still on the old thing, right? You're yes. still thinking about Absolutely. like, oh, okay, maybe I'm done, but I, but like, there are like these few caveats or having, having this journal system, yep. I find helps me like capture those things just so like they're, they're gone. And then, and then that makes it so when I move on to something new, I can, it's easier for me to focus on it like 100% with my whole being. That's pretty involved. <laughs> that's cool. I'm, I'm glad to hear that's working well for you. Um, that's something that I have also started doing kind of independently. We didn't really speak about this during our, our break, but I started doing a very similar thing um, where I sort of recap as I go. Um, and, you know, I, I, I've started doing this in uh, a text editor where as I wrap up work on a certain thing that I was doing, you know, like work on this particular partnership or work on setting up this repository or whatever, um, I'll then write a little note, you know, uh, in, a, in a file. I create a new file every day. And at the top of the file, as you, I've spoken about before, are kind of like the top three things that I want to do during the day. And as I go through, I'll say, okay, I did this, I worked on this. Uh, here are some things to think about for next actions or like, this is why I'm blocked or whatever, that kind of thing. Uh, and then move on context switch, as you said, to the next task. Um, and at least it gets things out of my head and onto um, some kind of like tangible journal entry where I can come back to it at the end of the day and say, okay, and therefore tomorrow I want to, you know, step one, do this, step two, do that. 
do this. Step three, do that. Or task one, task two, task three kind of thing. Plan my my three big things for um, the next day. So I've been doing that, um, you know, like between meetings or whatever. And it's been really, really, really helping keep on top of uh, just progress on things. Hmm. And when you say... When you say it helps you keep on top of progress, like, did you feel like before you weren't making progress or? So what I have found is that when I'm in the thick of a busy day, um, it's really hard for me to just. I'm already context switching between like, let's say I'm working on code or I'm writing up some emails or I'm preparing for a meeting or whatever. And then on top of that, also context switch to like a task manager or whatever and check off a thing and enter like Mm -hmm. next actions or whatever. Uh, So I can do all of that at the end of the day because I've taken notes over the course of the day to sort of um, keep track of what I'm doing. So I've been doing this mostly with the work that I do uh, at Glitch, and it's paying off very well. You know, I feel just a little, well, more than just a little on top of uh, everything that's got to get done that way. And, you know, as I've mentioned, I do a weekly sort of retrospective. I mentioned that in like <laughs> almost every episode from the first season. So... Um, where I, you know, I'll, I'll go back and explore what went well, what didn't, what I learned, what I want to improve on, stuff like that. And that helps me kind of, um, go through those retros much faster because I already know, I don't have to go back, uh, and, and examine things quite as, as right. often, you know, everything's in one place. So it's been working well. well and for this you use like. Just plain text files? Uh, I have actually been using uh, the beta for Devon Think 3. Uh, Devon Think is a, I guess, like a collection of databases that you can create where it's... I was turned on to this by your discussion of um, personal uh, knowledge management systems and Zettelkasten uh in episode 10 where just having a place to capture your notes and your thoughts and tagging them and and trying to like surface relationships between them uh can help you build a bigger body of knowledge on something you're researching or whatever so i started uh exploring and came across devon think the cool thing about it is um, you can literally put whatever you want in there. PDFs, images, it does, you know, read it later style capture of web archives of pages or just like markdown um, captures of pages like you would get with Pocket or read it later uh, services uh, or Instapapers, uh, the one that I use. Um, and, you know, you can go through and tag, you can create reminders so that you come back to things um after you've created the, the text document or whatever. Uh, and that's where I've been doing all of this work uh, as well. So it's pretty pretty interesting to work with it. I have barely scratched the surface of 
um, you know, its capabilities. It feels like really. it's one of those applications that has like, yeah, 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 it really, it really is. Learn how to use it. Um, and then build a workflow around mm. it, I guess, kind of thing. So yeah, that's, that's been, uh, that's been pretty cool. Another, you know what, another big change in my day since we last spoke on the podcast, uh, I've started taking just a middle of the day exercise break. And this is just to get me away from all of the computer stuff and all the, you know, like, uh, you know, the, the notebooks and, and the, the yeah. doing and the whatever. And I just take a walk around the park, look at the trees and, you know, try and catch a bird. No, I'm, I'm joking. Don't terrorize wildlife. And that's been really, really nice. Um, I, I get to move a little bit too since I work from home. Uh, I've complained about how I am slowly falling <laughs> apart. Uh, it lets me move, you know. Um, it, it lets me think mm -hmm. a little bit, you know. Um, sometimes I'll listen to a podcast. More often than not, I just kind of walk around and and let my brain crunch on stuff. Uh, the con for that is that, you know, to, to compensate work hours, my, my workday starts a little bit earlier, but that's a small price to pay. You know, I'm already an early bird. So starting half an hour, 45 minutes earlier in the day is not a big deal, but that's been kind of cool. Um, and I, I'm kind of wondering if there's any like non productivity related work related stuff that you've changed in your life since we were last chatting uh let's see so i still hit the gym three times a week at least so that's been good um i'm reading more so that's been nice too um okay kind of to your point about like getting away from computers i i think back to when i was young younger <laughs> i'm still young mm -hmm. <laughs> but i think back to when i was younger and uh, keep telling yourself that like i like probably spent almost every waking moment in front of a computer you know like i when i think back to when i was in university like for real i would like you know get back from school and then just set up my laptop my laptop at home and then just be in front of my laptop right and as you were talking about yep. like your your exercise break I was thinking like, wow, like now sometimes I, you know, for example, say I'll come home and I'll just leave all of my computer stuff in my bag and like not even take it out like all evening. And I can't imagine myself doing that, like, say, 10 years ago. <laughs> right. Yeah. Same here. Um, I still... Uh... Still spend a little more time on my phone than I'd like, but really not that much. Uh, and I've definitely made it a point where my computer stays in uh, my home office. It doesn't leave my home office. I don't bring it to the living room to like, you mm. know, work on stuff while we're chilling out at the end of the evening or bring it to the, the kitchen while I'm having my coffee in the morning or, or whatever. You know, uh, it stays here. Um it's just, it's a very powerful tool, 
It's an extremely powerful tool. Um, but uh, I think it was the the Back to Work podcast a couple of weeks ago. Uh, phones and computers came up as like a, a topping. It's kind of like, uh, I think what uh, they were saying is that it's kind of like reaching into your toolbox to grab a certain tool and then all of the other tools fall out onto you because there's just so much you can right. do with a single thing, you know? Um, and I, I like that metaphor. And so, yeah, I kind of want, um, I want distance from it. You know, I want to, well, spend my time on the things that really matter. And if that requires a computer, great. But if it doesn't, like, Get it out that, then it's just a distraction. Get it out of here. Toss it out the window. Yeah, Don't toss but it out the window. I think, you know, I think Apple there's a lot of value in setting up arbitrary boundaries. You know, like, of course, like, yes, it's really silly to have, you know, a laptop that you can carry around, but you tell yourself that you can only use it when you're in your office. Right? Like, how does, yeah, how does that make sure. any sense? But. Well. I have reasons for that, but go on. I, yeah, but I like this path you're on. I mean, you know, like on the face of it, it's silly, but it's a very powerful tool that can help us, you know, like just create better habits around either our work or around like our lives, you know? Like, for example, like, sure. an, like an easy one is not sleeping with your phone beside your bed. So I started doing this. Unless that's your alarm. Well, if it's your alarm, you can you can get like a ten dollar alarm clock on Amazon, and you'll be fine. That's very true. But uh, but at least for myself, like I've started charging my phone like not in my room. So I just leave it in the uh, like I leave okay. it in the office, and it charges there, and like wow, that it has honestly completely changed my mornings. Like now I wake up, I don't like, you know, like flop around in bed, like, <laughs> like a fish out of water, like on like, <laughs> Facebook or whatever. Like, no, I just get up because I have like, I have nothing to do. It's, and it's, it's silly. Like it's such a simple change, right? It's just taking this thing from one room and then putting it in another room and somehow yeah. overnight, like my quality of life has dramatically increased that's i mean that's good to hear and i've i've heard a lot of people say that uh you know or suggest doing things like that um including like at dinner make sure your phones are all you know set aside in another room from where right. you're having dinner with your you know your partner or your family or whatever or um having um like a an agreement that when you go to dinner with friends, you all put your phones face down on the table, one on top of the other, like a little stack. And that way, you know, if anything, if you get any notifications or whatever, it's up to, you know, somebody to, to break the stack and, and, and ruin the flow of the conversation. And live with the shame. Now, well, yeah, but I mean, you know, at the same time, I also get like, if I'm going out with friends and, you know, they need to know whether the babysitter is mm. calling because there's an emergency at home, like, you know, it's easy to say, uh, this is the way you should do things. Um, 
it's also kind of silly to say that because we don't live That's in true. absolutes. Only the Sith deal in absolutes. So let's get back on track. <laughs> we we can talk about, you know, like designing environments to make easy things or to make the things you want uh, true in your life easier. Uh, we can talk about that. that. That'd be a good episode. But so, but I've been, uh, so back on the topic of Zettelkasten and Devon Think, I've actually been like working my Zettelkasten a lot more now since I've been reading more. Um, I take more notes and I try to process them in a timely manner and put them in a system where, you know, I can have these notes. They're linked to each other. And, uh, and so far, like things have been going pretty well. Cool. So I've gone through a couple of books um, like this. One, well, the first is uh, the Design Patterns book. So, you know, like software, Gang of Four thing. And uh, and the yep. second book is Atomic Habits by James Clear, which, uh, which, which I really like. Great book. <laughs> it's a great little book with a lot of really simple advice that has profound impact. But uh, yeah, so I've been going through these and what what I find interesting with this approach is not only do you separate out like the knowledge that you're kind of like getting out of the book, right? Like not only are you recording that and mm-hmm. recording the links between those little pieces, but I think it really gets interesting when you have like two completely different subjects. Like for example, you know, say habits and software development right. and then you start seeing links in between those two yeah yeah sure i think those are those are the links that are really valuable and that can really like that can really change your way of thinking yeah it, it's been said many times that the way you create great things isn't by like just small iterations but rather making links you know that other people don't see uh, between two topics and so this feels like a really good way of unlocking that um, because I can't keep all of that right. in my head for for things that are like kind of top of mind that I'm thinking about day to day yeah sure I'll sometimes read another article and think like, oh yeah, that kind of ties into what I was, you know, thinking about with whatever, taking walks <laughs> in the park. I don't know. Um, but uh, I mean, I don't know about you, but there are a lot of things, a lot of different topics that I think about oh, yeah. and, and explore just either because I think they're pertinent to the work that I do or the way I do that work. Uh, and other times it's just because you know what, that's a cool and interesting little fact and I would like to know more, you know? Um, so, yeah. I, I'm I'm really trying to get to the point of developing that kind of a system. Uh, I just feel like I haven't had the time to sit and really figure out the best way to do it with at least Devon Think. So why don't you tell me a little bit about how you're setting this up for yourself? Yeah, that's a good question. So I use Bear for this. Um, Bear, like the note. Yeah, the it's a, I like Bear. It's, it's an incredibly delightful note-taking app. <laughs> uh, 
I love it. It has like little little like illustrations of bears everywhere. It's super cute and it's it's great. Yeah. Um so I use that with so I use a like a template essentially, like a text expansion thing okay. that kind of yep. pops in like all of the I guess like all of the fields that I need. And uh when I'm creating a new note, um it automatically gets assigned an ID, I give it like a title, um and then it has room for like mm-hmm. body and references and and I type up the links manually between that and the other notes in Bear. And that's kind of one of the things that I like about Bear and the reason why I kind of settled on that is because like it's really good with links and it's it's good with like autocomplete of links and that kind of stuff. Because to me, like that seems like the that's kind of like the, the the hard part, I guess, of of this whole like Zellcasting thing. It's not it's not like you know you read, you take notes, and then you put those notes in a system. It's more like, okay, once it's in there, what what can you like? What can you link this with? Like, how can you link this to the other things that you already know? Right, right. Would you be willing to share your template for? How you oh, yeah, uh, create a new note? For sure. Cool. We'll put it in the show notes. And yeah, um, snippets like that, like templates, uh, really help to make it quick and easy to get things into systems, you know? Uh, that's what I'm doing with my recaps and retros like I was uh, talking about at the top of the show is, you know, just semicolon recap and bloop, I've got the template that I just start filling there you in. you go. Make you it know, easy, stuff right? Stuff like that. Automate the things that you don't want to have to do. So yeah, so this whole Zettelkasten thing, I feel like it's it's really like a long-term uh, process. You know, like, like I'm putting stuff in, yeah. but I'm not getting much out. Uh, so, you know, maybe we'll talk about this in six months and, <laughs> and I'll have a different opinion on how useful it is. But... Uh, <laughs> For now, like it's been good to remember the things that that I read, but I'm really excited to see how these things are going to end up like linking to to like the other like the other things that I'm that I'm reading about in the future. Yeah, that's something I'm trying to understand with Devon Think is that it's supposed to have uh, some kind of like AI that surfaces information that you've captured in other places. Um. So if I'm storing a bunch of articles, say, as research for a podcast episode and also dropping in some PDFs that, you know, it can OCR them, which is amazing, super great and stuff like that. It's supposed to be able to tell me, you know, uh, see also this, see also that. Uh, I But I haven't gotten the chance to dive into it and, um, uh, you know, understand how to unlock that kind of work um because that's the kind of thing where i feel right like they're they're using the idea of ai to dive through this stuff and surface things that you wouldn't otherwise figure out and that's the kind of thing that um machine learning pro- uh, projects are doing for things like medical literature and other scientific literature to sort of try and come up with 
relationships between such complex data that, you know, there's no way a group of researchers could Mm -hmm. figure that out, you know, on the topic of, I don't want to have to do that work. This seems like a really great application for technology, you know, figure it out for me. Um, But like I said, I've got to dig into it a little bit more. And the user manual is like, I don't know, 80 pages or something. (laughs) So it's going to take a while. Um, Like I said, right now is the setup phase. And then we get to the, um, the data crunching phase, hopefully. Cool. So aside from that, um, what else have I been working on since, since last time? Um, I've started automating more of my tasks. That's a good segue. I try. (laughs) I actually have like a paid, um, Zapier account that I wasn't using. Is it Zapier uh, or Zapier? I imagine it's Zapier because they're Zaps. <laughs> so that's fair. Uh, so for those who are not aware, Zapier is a tool to kind of link web services together. So when something happens in one web service, you can do something in another web service. And I've been using this to essentially, whenever I receive an email from like a certain list of addresses, it takes that email, it converts it to a PDF, and it sends it to Dropbox. And that makes my bookkeeping okay. a hell of a lot faster. <laughs> Holy crap. Yeah, no like, kidding. I mean, because before it was always like, you open an email, print, and you have to, you know, target the small little box in the bottom corner that says PDF, and then you click on that, mm-hmm. and then it opens like... And then like it opens like the save dialog like I just save it anywhere man like it doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm going to delete it in 2 seconds once I upload it <laughs> well, to QuickBooks. I... So yeah, right. Anyways. <laughs> taking like it took cool. me maybe an hour and like an hour or two to get this set up. Uh and like <laughs> it's just made my life so much nicer. <laughs> Yeah, especially like especially since, you know, I expense all of like the like all of my iTunes stuff. And if you have like an iCloud account and Apple Music and you buy apps on a somewhat regular basis and you have subscriptions, you get a lot of Apple invoices. So anyways, yeah. so that's been nice. Yeah. yeah. That's something that I tend to still do very manually. And I think that's coming from my my days in accounting and, you know, just wanting to, like, move every invoice through my fingers so that I can, like, get a good look at it and say, mm, <laughs> okay, this is fine. This is not fine. Whatever. Um, but, I mean... I don't know what the value of that is really practically speaking. And I mean, like I still need to have I still need to attach it manually like in QuickBooks or whatever. But yeah, that's true. At least now I'm not, you know, going through the motions of like taking emails and changing them to PDFs every time. My goodness, that was so tedious. Yeah, no kidding. Any other things that you've automated that, you know, are are really making a huge impact 
Uh, not really. I'm still like, I'm still dipping my toes into automation and trying to, you know, like find good uses for this stuff. Um, but one of the things I want to do that I've been considering is maybe setting aside like a dedicated, you know, like hour every week and to just work on automating something. That's not a bad idea. That's that- you know because this I feel like this is time that's really really well invested but not necessary so I think it's like it's difficult at least for me to like yeah. take time away from like maybe the more pressing stuff and just kind of like you know dig into this but uh well it, it seems like a good investment so long as it wins back time for you over the hour that you spent automating the thing. You know know? what? Not even. I disagree. Okay. I think that even if it were to win back half the time you spent automating it, just the fact that it's automated and that you don't need to think about it anymore, I think that that's a huge win. That's fair. Yeah. It it does remove cognitive load. And that's something that I've been thinking about a lot lately, just with you know, like notifications mm. and stuff like that. And that's something that I'm I'm still working on figuring out in my head, like how to approach this. Uh, but I think worth coming back to. I feel like I'm tired of dealing with inconsequential things. Yeah. Um, so automate what's necessary and terminate with extreme prejudice, whatever isn't, you know. Uh, <laughs> I don't know about that one. I am not a violent person. <laughs> I spent some time this week. Uh, I, I'm I'm going to start uh, working on an update to one of my iOS apps, neither of which have been updated in mm-hmm. four years almost. Um, and uh, one of the things that I was digging into is like, okay, we've got Swift package managers now, you know, and uh, this is living in a Git repo. And when you do some kind of Git action, you can hook into it and you can do things before the action runs, before after the action runs, right? Like pre and post hooks. So like I've gotten the repository working, at least on my local machine, which is fine because that's where I'm the only one working on this. But, you know, when I make a commit, to this repository, I want you to automatically run SwiftLint with the autocorrect feature. Just go through and like with the rules that I've set up, go through and make sure that, you know, remove like extraneous white space, white space or whatever, you know, simple example. Uh, then run uh, Apple's AGV tool, mm-hmm. which is for versioning, right? To like increment the build number uh, and uh, add the changes to the commit and then pop up, you know, Vim for my commit message. And I'm going to, I got to write this up because it's like been super helpful for for me, but just being able to not think about these things, let, you know, let, this is what a computer is good at. Let it do the thing. And for the same reason, I've gone back to using drafts. So I, I have a, I got a subscription to drafts five and Again, I haven't taken the time to set it up, so I got to do exactly what you did with Zapier, 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 uh, and, and 
use that as kind of like a, a launch pad of sorts, like a text launch pad, because I can use it to send a text message. I can use it to like create a list of omni-focused tasks. I can use it to create, you know, uh, um, an appointment in Fantastical. I can use it to like send a tweet or a microblog post or whatever. So, uh, yeah, I, I do need to do exactly what you're doing and, and, and set this up. We'll get we'll there. We'll get there, Frank. I need to make time. I need to make time to automate things so that I have more time. Oh no, the plight of our lives. Yeah, it's the worst. All right. So let's wrap this up. Angelo, is there anything you want listeners to check out? Uh, for now, you know, um, just go ahead and you can check out my my personal site, angelostavro.com. Uh, I haven't been writing there much lately, but I'm picking it back up because I've got a lot to talk about. Um, uh, what about you, Frank? Anything you want uh, our listeners uh, to check out? Not really, but if you want to... Stay up to date with what I'm doing online. You can check me out on Twitter at at Frankacy, F-R-A-N-K-A-C-Y. Sounds great. Thanks a lot, Frank. Absolutely. And I'll speak to you next time. Have a good week, Angela. Peace. You've been listening to Make Before Break, a podcast about the struggle in doing meaningful work. If you enjoyed the show, we'd love it if you left a review on iTunes. We don't do ads, so if you'd like to help offset our production costs, you can buy us a coffee. Links are in this episode's show notes. Visit us on the web at makebeforebreak.com, follow us on Twitter at makebeforebreak, or send an email to hello at makebeforebreak.com. Make